Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in again live today. It is Sunday, July 30th. It is 1 p.m. You are currently watching the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group. Uh, my name is Jason Leeser. I'll be your host for today. And if this is working for you, please drop us a comment um, or you know, send us a chat and let us know that we're coming through loud and clear for you. And please tag a friend who loves tattoos. You know, the more people that we get in here, the more engagement there is and the better the show is. So please tag everyone that might be interested in tattoos or tattooing or fine art. Um, you know, we're always trying to get more people encouraged to join in. And welcome to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, collectors, apprentices, and the curious are encouraged to join in these live streams, real world events, to share and inspire and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every day and with your help have evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo and art shows that have all been receiving rave reviews. You can find Reinventing the Tattoo in both of the app stores, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, as well as our Reinventing the Tattoo YouTube channel, our Reinventing the Tattoo Roku channel, which has 12 to 15 episodes going at any given time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as well as all of our major podcast directories, such as Apple and Spotify. Or you can do what most people do and just do a search for reinventing the tattoo in your browser, and you'll find it all, except for the book, which is out of print. Still trying to get my hands on a copy. Maybe one of these days, someone will say, hey, I'm selling one. Here you go. Uh, but no matter where you were watching live or on demand, you can always get the latest and greatest information and the most up-to-date information all available at www.reinventingthetattoo.com. You can try it out for free. You don't have to get a subscription right, or, right away. Uh, you have an option. You can pick one of three options. Uh, the first option is a sample webinar from the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon. The second option is free advice from Guy Aitchison about your unique goals. And the third option, which is something that I'm very into, is a comprehensive tattoo history course from Jay Brown. Um, it's phenomenal. Highly recommend you take it. Um, it's absolutely wonderful. At reinventingthetattoo.com, you can also find a full event schedule with full weekly and special event live stream details. You can also find access to the Reinventing 24-7 channel, which is a lot like our Roku channel. It's got 13 different episodes playing 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that is available on all web-enabled devices. You can also find a whole host of professional development seminars from over 20 world-class tattoo artists, including things like BJ Betts Lettering Seminar, Andre Malcolm's Koi Seminar, and Wave Seminars. There's all kinds of stuff to explore, all at reinventingthetattoo.com. Once again, if this is working for you, please drop a comment or a chat, and please tag a friend who loves tattoos. We have a number of weekly staple shows we always encourage people to tune into. Starting off on Sundays here with me at 1 p.m. for the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group. And this is followed on Mondays with three separate shows, starting off at 9 a.m. on Mondays with Drawing Four Tattooers with James Wisdom where we go through and we discuss basic drawing techniques and strategies to help us get back to our fundamental aspect being tattoo artists, and that's fine art, right? So I always try to jump into that show every chance I get. Um, it's always informative. We're always going over great topics. 
I uh, highly recommend you take a look. That's Mondays at 9 a.m. Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom. And this is East Coast time, by the way. Following Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom at 5 p.m. on Mondays, we have Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple, where we can go through and we've got a nice safe space to go through and talk about the way that certain things make us feel in the tattoo industry. Um, where we can go through and we've got a nice space to vent about maybe certain things that people that aren't part of the industry might not really be able to relate to. Um, it's a great way to go through, share some thoughts and feelings and get some feedback on those as well. Following Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple at 9 p.m. on Mondays, we have a subscribers exclusive drawing group with Sandy McAndrew from the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Sandy and Guy have been working very closely together for a very long time. And in this exclusive drawing group, which you do need to have a subscription to either the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon or the Reinventing the Tattoo Evolution course, in this drawing group, we go through and we cover different chapters in the canon and we work on different things to all help us become better artists. I can tell you from personal experience, just tuning in for the Monday night episodes alone uh, is absolutely worth whatever you may be paying for it. Um, you can see a marked development in the work that I did when, before I started out and then the work that I'm doing now. Following all of that on Thursdays at 6 p.m., we have the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast with Fawn Baker, uh, where we get to go through and talk about different stories about collecting tattoos, and they've got great interviews for people. Coming up, we have a special event uh, a special live event, and that is the Paradise Tattoo Gathering. And that will be taking place Thursday, October 12th through Sunday, October 15th. And this has an incredible lineup of presenters. We've got Nick Baxter. He's going to be presenting. Corey Ferguson and Gunner. Thea Duskin. Andy Chambers. I can't wait for that seminar. Uh, Lady Sarah. Jake Meeks from the Fireside Tattoo Network will be there. Tom Strom will be there. Andre Malcolm will be there. And that's just to name a couple of people that will be presenting. Um, so get your tickets now at TattooGathering.com uh, for the Paradise Tattoo Gathering 2023. We'd like to go through and take a quick second to thank some of our sponsors, starting off with WorldTattooEvents.com, the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. They're constantly keeping their calendars updated and upgraded. As we know, living in this post-pandemic era, some tattoo events are still getting rescheduled like crazy. So if you're looking for the latest, most up-to-date information coming to a city or town near you, maybe it's one you want to visit, take a look at worldtattooevents.com. Also like to thank tattoonow.com, technology for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development management, and digital tools for tattoo artists of all levels. They're constantly keeping everything upgraded and competitive with any kind of CRM, mailing list, or scheduling software that's currently available. So if you're looking for the digital tools to help you get more clients through the door that want to get the kind of work that you want to do, take a look at TattooNow.com. That's where you would go to make that happen. Would also like to thank Guy Aitchison, both personally and professionally. He is the founder and inspiration behind Reinventing the Tattoo. Go to GuyHison.com where you can pick up a copy of his biomech encyclopedias, uh, some of his 
uh, tutorial DVDs, some of his custom coil machines for sale. Uh, he even occasionally has original paintings uh, and countless fine art prints, all available at GuyAgison.com. Would also like to go through and say a very personal shout out to one of our affiliates, The Apprenticeship Diaries with Amy Nichols. Uh, the Apprenticeship Diaries is the number one resource for people that are looking to get a tattoo apprenticeship um, or want to know more about what a tattoo apprenticeship entails. Take a look at the podcast. It's absolutely informative. You cannot go wrong with it. Um, I love everything that's on there so far. So absolutely take a look at that. Would also like to say a very personal thank you and shout out to TATCOM and Aaron Williams, who's the mad scientist behind TATCOM. TATCOM is the leading edge and the cutting edge in tattoo tools for professional tattoo artists. These guys are diving into the science behind how to make tattoos and how to make better tattoos. And they're developing equipment for the everyday professional that's going to help us all hit another level. So take a look at TATCOM if you're looking for any new cutting edge equipment. As always, if you like today's show, we ask that you hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure you get notified for the next one. And please post a positive review on the channel. Help us get the word out. If you would like to host a Reinventing the Tattoo event or become a sponsor of our community, or if you're looking for a fine art or a tattoo critique, you can always email management at reinventingthetattoo.com and we will get back to you as soon as we can. We've got a very exciting show today. We've got James Wisdom with us from the Drawing for Tattooers Drawing Group on Monday mornings at 9 a.m. Um, he is a special guest, and we're going to be going through and asking him some of the real tough, nitty-gritty questions today. Um, James, if you're here, feel free to unmute yourself and start your video. Uh, and it looks like we've got someone else with us as well. Hey, Jason. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure. Uh, and let me just switch this over real quick. I'm going to throw my Instagram up there for anyone that may want to contact me directly. Cool. So, James, first and foremost, thank you for being with us today. Uh, always appreciate it. I, I love jumping in on your drawing groups. Um, I'm always learning new stuff in there, but I wanted to ask you some questions to help get to know you a little bit better, get to know your background a little bit better, um, and just help explain to people why they should tune into this drawing group. So uh, first, let's get some of the basics out of the way. Uh, where are you from and where do you work? Yeah, no, thank you, Jason. Uh, so I'm I'm from Indiana originally, and I, I actually I live in Indianapolis now. I tattoo uh, at a shop called Artistic Skin Designs here in town. Um, it's one of the oldest shops uh, in this city, and uh, so yeah, it's a. I, I used to work here. I used to live in Indianapolis uh, probably about twenty years ago. I used to work for this company, and uh, so when I moved back to Indianapolis, it was uh, you know it was a. It was a real obvious choice. I wanted to, to come back and work with this uh, with this company. So, awesome, excellent, excellent. And what kind of art education or background do you have? Are you self-taught? You know, or did you go to art school? Um, what kind of helped you develop your skill set? No, that's great. I uh, um, I was going to school uh, when I 
started my apprenticeship and uh, and the apprenticeship went out. So uh, so I really focused on tattooing for many years. Um, and then I did go back to school. Um, uh, I did an undergraduate in uh, oil painting. And then I did a, a grad degree also in you know studio arts. And tattooing was, you know, was always a, was always a part of it. Um, for a while, I actually began teaching uh, at the collegiate level. And, um, and so I, for, for me, my, my journey was, was always sort of, uh, it was really sort of centered around tattooing. And I, and that was why I really wanted to go to school and what I, you know, what I was, uh, uh, I think what I was after, right. Was, was, was knowledge, right. I really wanted to know, um, and, and what I've come to so far is that, uh, that this is a never ending thing, right? You're, you're never, you know, that's the th thing that you can know, right? <laughs> is that right. you're never gonna know all of it. And so it's, it's been, um, you know, it's been really fantastic, like just refocusing on my tattooing career. Um, so for the last, uh, for the last year or so, um, I've been back to full-time tattooing. That's awesome. So you're, you're a bona fide art professor, <laughs> if I'm correct, right? So should I be calling you professor wisdom? Or? No, no, it's, uh, it's, there are some, there are some technicals, right? There's some like, um, technical things about like, you know, the rank of professors and all this sort of thing. I was an instructor, uh, but it's, uh, you know, but I'm a tattooer. And so that's really kind of like, uh, you know, I go to work every day, got to go to work today, <laughs> yeah, do tattoos, so, you know? So I think that's, uh, ultimately that's really what, what I'm interested in. That's what I want to do is, uh, you know, sort of share this love that I have of, you know, you know, working hard and, you know, drawing every day. It is something that, that I think is, I think it's really important. Um, and it means a lot of different things. It's not, you know, it's not like I can offer some sort of like, this is the answer or the way it's just a, it's, it's an avenue that people can engage with. Um, and so that's, I think that's, if that's the pitch, right. If that's the sales pitch of it, um, it's a, you know, like come and join us, right. We're, we're having a good time. We're drawing, we're holding each other accountable. You know, we're challenging ourselves to, you know, to become better at the thing that we want to do, um, become who we are if you like. And so, Awesome. Yeah. Uh, who would you say some of your biggest influences and inspirations are as far as art and uh, maybe a little bit of why? Well, uh, I think so. Uh, to be honest, uh, uh, this may sound sort of uh, pedestrian, right? I, I grew up watching public television. It was really a big part of, uh, you know, the media that I consumed when I was very young. So as far as art goes, um, did watch a lot of Bob Ross. That's true. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so yeah, so guilty of that, but really I was very sort of unaware of like art and artists for, for many, many years. And so when I, when I first started tattooing the, the shop that I got my apprenticeship at and then I worked at, um, uh, I became, you know, through them, I became aware of, of Guy Atchison. And, um, so, I think from a very early time in my career, uh, he's been somebody that I've, I've really admired his work and, um, 
And so, so he's, a, he's, his work's amazing. It's very, uh, you know, like enigmatic and there's a, there's a certain amount of, um, you know, illustrative abstractness, if, <laughs> if you like, um, that I, that I just sort of find intriguing. So he's, you know, he's definitely one that's, um, that's been, a, you know, had a big impact on me. Um, tattoo wise, you know, like I really, I really love Philip Lou's work. Um, you know, just <laughs> so many, so many tattooers that, you know, that I admire, uh, working here in Indiana, uh, there's a, you know, person that I got to work with for years, uh, Monty Aggie, just, you know, the fantastic tattooer. And, uh, you know, he really, you know, he really taught me a lot as well. So, um, as far as painters go, um, I've, I've really uh, um, been inspired by, you know, sort of contemporary artists like Robert Williams, uh, Laurie Hogan. Um, but I do go back and I, I you know, I, there's a lot of neoclassical artists that I, that I also admire their work. And I love their stories too, because, you know, some of these individuals are that very sort of uh, sordid histories and stuff. But, you know, Nicholas Poussin, um, Jacques-Louis David, uh, these sorts of figures, I think, are, you know, uh, Caravaggio. There are, there are, of course, like these very representational, um, oh, yeah, so uh, Laurie Hogan, H-O-G-I-N, sorry, <laughs> Laurie Hogan. Um, so thanks. Yeah, Jen, it's great to see you, by the way. Uh, Jen is in our, um, you know, subscribers exclusive drawing group. Um, young tattooer, but like just amazing artist. And, you know, so it's really nice to see you here too. Um, right. So, yeah. And then of course, Cy Twombly, you know, is another artist who I, I really love. Uh, Jason, I knew you would bring I, him Jason, up. I, love I knew it. I knew it. We'll, we'll get, that's a whole other discussion. Um, but that, that actually does bring me to the next point that uh, I wanted to kind of ask you about. Um, you had mentioned that, you know, you went back and you got your BA and you've got a background in oil painting. How important is working in a second medium to you? Assuming, of course, we're considering tattooing to be your primary medium. Um, you know, it, do you prefer to, you know, draw and paint things over tattooing? Or, you know, if you had to kind of ascribe uh, some kind of an importance level to it. Uh, where would you kind of put working in a second medium? Uh, I think that it's, uh, it's very important. Um, it's doing, you know, whatever it is that you, you know, that you really sort of resonates with you that you're drawn to, if you like, I think those are, um, there, there's validity there, right? There's something, maybe some, you know, sometimes it's, um, it's writing, right? Or, you know, or poetry or singing or dance or whatever, you know what I mean? Or, uh, comedy right uh there's all sorts of uh means of expression that i think are you know strangely enough like they have some they have this role to play um so i draw a lot it's a it's a part of my everyday practice uh and then of course like you know there's uh um i paint and then my painting um is is really important to me. And uh, I, I do believe that it's uh, that there are, you know, there are parallels to my tattooing that, you know, that I, uh, there's things I get from it, right? There's insights that I gain, um, you know, but yeah, I, as far as like the importance of it, I mean, it's, 
I, I think there's a way that it helps um, refresh you, even though you're putting in this extra effort, um, you ultimately will um, start to get more, right, from these things, right, than the effort that you put in. It becomes other than the sum of its parts. There's a, there's a sort of a, 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 a generosity that, that I think, you know, emerges out of the, the things that we, you know, lavish on. Now, I did have a question, and I do want to clarify this for some of the people that are watching. Um, in today's day and age, uh, where, you know, you have a vast majority of people that are out there that are not only uh, sketching and creating digital works of art, um, when you mentioned that, you know, drawing is very important to you, are you talking more about analog drawing with pencil and paper or uh, pencil, you know, charcoal, uh, Conti crayon uh, on an actual physical surface as opposed to drawing digitally? Uh, I, it really is. It really is both. You know, okay. so I don't want to I don't want to take away. I don't want to take away from any of them because they each have their role. Right. I, I believe I get more from my digital practice, right? My digital drawing because of experiences I've had by doing it in, in an analog way. And then I think the, the same can, you know, the, the inverse can be true as well. I've, I've also sort of gained some, you know, like a new perspective on the way that I draw, like charcoal wise or, you know, or, or any of it, uh, colored pencil even because of the experiences I've had, you know, drawing digitally. I think that, you know, either, either way can be uh, challenging, right? You, you get all this, you, you get all of this, uh, you know, power, like you get all of this sort of uh, uh, versatility, digitally speaking. There's so many more things that you can do. Um, but it's almost like this trap of auto-tuning, right? Like, you know, like there's a temptation like to, you know, to just tune it up and to keep, like keep letting the the technology take the driver's seat. Um, something is lost there, right? But likewise, you know, uh, you know, with a with a drawing, you can just get, you know, if you're just drawing analog, you can just get too close. You can stare at that thing, you know, like too close, too hard, too long, right? Study long, study wrong. <laughs> right, right. And so uh, there's something about like, you know, you can take a photograph these days, right? And you can you know, make it, make it look like it's really far away. So you get, you know, you get a different, you can get a different point of view. You could actually go in and like, you could, you could like get proof of concept. Like I'm going to, I'm going to try this dramatic thing in my drawing. You could, you could test it out digitally first, you know, before you, before you commit to, you know, to that experiment. I, I guess I, you know, I follow, you know, Salvador Dali's advice, right? That you, you know, you have to, you have to experiment, right? But the thing that you do is is not an experimentation, right? The thing that you, the product you offer is a, you know, it's 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 a knowledge experienced, you know, something. Um, and so experimentation has its importance, it has its place. But then there's a there's another mode of being. There's another mode of doing that. Um, that yeah, it's it's informed through experimentation, but it is like. A, it's, it's something where you are working through a knowledge that you have uh, you know, acquired. Awesome. 
And have you noticed any kind of a correlation between, say, some of the paintings and the drawings that you create and the tattoos that you produce, um, you know, stylistically, concept-wise, subject matter-wise? Um, have you noticed any kind of parallels there that maybe one influences the other and then the other influences the prior? You know, um, have you noticed any kind of like a, a handoff or a trade-off with either, with any of it? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely am, you know, short answer, yes. <laughs> um, they, they, they do inform each other uh, and they are, um, I think it takes, a, I think it takes a while, right? To really kind of, you know, know what it is that you're, that you're doing. I mean, maybe some people quicker than others, I suppose, but um, there's, there is definitely this uh, through doing it, right? Of course, there's going to be some intentionality, but your style emerges, right? It's kind of the, it's the mistakes you consistently make. That's who you are. <laughs> so, Fair enough. You know, Very true. You make mistakes for 70 years and then they call it your style. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> but no, I, you know, I love all, I love the work that I get to do. And, uh, you know, the, the, the projects that I, um, that I get the opportunity to work on, um, I try to make this effort where I can, you know, uh, it's not my job, not my role to tell people what to do with their bodies, right? Or, you know, uh, or even like, in, you know, commission, right? To tell them what it is they're going to get. But um, I really do, uh, I really do like hope that I can, you know, work with them to realize what it is that they're envisioning here. Um, that is something that I take uh, a lot of satisfaction from doing. Um, just personally, so. Um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, how would you kind of categorize, you know, if you can, the type and style of tattoos that you prefer to do? Um, some people have, you know, more of a leaning towards, you know, something a bit more traditional. Some people are a bit more painterly. Uh, some people are a bit more fine art or illustrative, or some people like to stick with the classics. Um, you know, but how would you kind of describe the work that you do? I would describe it as illustrative. Um, that seems to be, you know, the thing that I gravitate towards. It it's, seems to be how things turn out as well, you know, as I, as I try to make them. Um, painterliness is something that is, I think, is a part of my illustrative approach. Um, so, again, it's like that means different things to different folks. Um, but for me, uh, I'm, you know, just sort of generally, you know, I'm thinking about like, you know, to, to, to contrast, like say someone who was doing that very photorealistic sort of application. Um, I, I do more of a block in sort of a thing, right? I, I like, I like to do, I like to work in passes, right? So to give things a pass and to develop it, um, you know, I had a teacher who once called it glazing, right? Like there's, you know, there are these glazes, even if it's, even if it's a charcoal drawing, right? It's, you're still putting this glaze over top of it. You're allowing, you know, sort of these marks to accrue, right? Um, so that's not to take away from, from or criticize necessarily anybody that, that works in a different way. Maybe they, you know, they develop everything you know, per square inch or something like that. Uh, I think that's, I think that's, you know, like it can be very beautiful. Um, or if it's a very formulaic approach, 
right? You know, you're gonna you're gonna shade, you know, sixty percent black and you know twenty percent whip or something like that, right? Like there's just like you have a way of doing it and approach. Um, I think it's, um, I think there's just like I said, there's validity to every style, and there's always these examples that can be really beautiful, um, just like there's examples that can be really terrible, you know, and just <laughs> and so it it it's like uh, you know again I you know, I had this experience, uh, you know, even recently a customer came in and they wanted this, this very crude drawing, you know, from, you know, from uh, the internet, they found this, this, uh, this very crude drawing that they wanted done. And, and uh, so I took it as a, as the challenge that it was, you know what I mean? And I, and I made it as a, as close to the thing as, as they, as they desired. Um, and again, it wasn't, it's not my place to, Tell them what to do or what style they should be interested in. Um, it's it's again it's to it's to to be there supportively, um, do my job, but also you know uh, to help to help them like sort of realize the thing that they that they really want to realize. Um, I can't do every I can't do every style I can't do every single you know thing that there is of course, but. Um, I love doing the work that I get to do, and when I get a chance to do a walk-in, um, I, I think it's a privilege. So, awesome. Now, now, based on the work that you've done and what you just talked about, um, you know, what's led you to choose the kind of method that you use for tattooing or the style that you've chosen for tattoo? Is there like any kind of um, you know, a principal background, you know, like, oh, I firmly believe that all tattoos need to have everything outlined and, you know, or, you know, you need to have, you know, 30% or more black shading in every tattoo. Uh, you know, is there anything that's really influenced you to move in the direction that you have? Well, I, I do think that, uh, that there, prop, there are things that I, I'm sure that I adhere to a lot of it's probably unconscious unconsciously you know and i want to bring that out like you know and if that's those are good indications right like when you're sort of like something uh something intrigues you because it's like because you hate it <laughs> or because you love it these are really good indications about what it is that you are uh sort of unconsciously sort of motivated by so for me i think that like uh, you know what's what's been really helpful and sort of kind of solidifying a lot of this stuff for me has been um, studying the fundamentals of drawing and art. Um, and and of, of course, this is a, this is a total generalization. So, you know, so forgive it, but, but I do believe like in image making that there are certain things that, ha that tend to be um, universal. So contrast is, you know, is this is about difference, right? It's this, this really important, you know, concept that um you know where you're sort of turning the dot you're you are you were you know if you're the composer if you're the you know if you're administrating this that's where you know a lot of this magic will happen um wrapped up in that you know and and of of like you know maybe like equal importance right is this is is the structure of the tone the tonal value of something because again we're talking about visual images and um and how how the the reception of like any of these things is, is going to be perceived is going to be through its, its uh 
legibility, right? Is it, is it even legible? After we have achieved some legibility, maybe some readability, right? So it's, it's uh, sort of cultural significance or it's, uh, you know, symbolic relationship. These are all things, you know, there's, there are, there's a, there is a bit of a hierarchy, I suppose, right? So, but drawing and design, right? Drawing is design and design is drawing. They, they are, um, they're inextricably linked, right? You're always kind of doing one as you do the other. And uh, so you cannot plan for every single contingency. You do have to actualize and you do have to act. And so um, when you run up against something that is unexpected, uh, that's, you know, that's, that's really the, you know, where, where, like, again, those, those unconscious, like, sort of things you adhere to, they really, they really start to, to come out and to, uh, to make themselves visible. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question. It, it, <laughs> it does. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, and that actually leads me into my next question. Um, you brought up a lot of different uh, elements that you try to focus on when you're you know, creating designs and when you're, you're doing your tattoos and when you're creating art. But would, if you had to pick one thing that you maybe would say that you try to emphasize over other things, whether it's uh, composition or layout, uh, use of line, uh, tonal value or contrast, like you were just mentioning, if you had to pick like one thing, right, that you would say that maybe you tried to emphasize over other things, what would that be? Well, design has to be, you know, like basically the, you know, the thing, right? Like design. And then of course, like how, you know, if you're talking about a, you know, if you're talking about the tattoo, then that I think, uh, you know, like you can't get away from how it fits and how it flows on the body. The body's always in motion, even when it's, quote unquote, standing still, right? It's still, of course, it's moving underneath, but, but, you know, the, the muscles are flowing and, you know, the, the flesh is, is in constant just movement. Um, so uh, fit and flow, design, you know, how those work. I think, again, like what, what supports it is this idea of, you know, the light and dark, the, the tonal value, um, it's what reveals the contrast, right? It's, it's what those, those elements are what reveal what's the difference within. And then, you know, so when it comes to color and stuff, you know, color is what sits on top of a tonal structure. And so like color can be this uh, incredibly important um, affective device that is, uh, you know, that gives us another layer of information on top of whatever it is we're doing. But without, you know, without taking in consideration the, the, the tonal relationships, right, you lose all of that contrast. You, you, you're in danger of losing the contrast. You're in danger or uh, putting emphasis, um, you know, in a, in a place that diminishes its legibility, let's say. Uh, so, and, and, and maybe, maybe those are things that you are intending to do. And if there's, a, if there's something that you're intending to go for and it's important to those things, the, the composition, the, you know, the fit, um, the tone, right? These, 
I, the, the value, the the fit, and the the design. I guess those are. <laughs> I think they're all that you can't really get one without the other. You know, they they are they they're like three legs of um, you know of, of this. this thing. Yeah, very interesting way to to kind of view it. You know, um, you know, having interviewed many different artists. Um, you don't really hear too many people talk about, you know, how one influences the other. And so it, you can't really boil it down to just one element. You know, they all kind of build on top of each other and um, they wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for the previous portion of it. So it's a fascinating concept um, that I've never really heard anyone explain before. So that, that's, that's awesome. Um, definitely learn something new from that question um do you prefer to work on uh say more large scale multi-session or like full body kind of tattoos or do you prefer something maybe a bit smaller that you can see you know start to finish in one shot um i know different artists have different preferences on what they prefer to work on um just kind of curious if you have any any input on that or any kind of preference to it? I, I really do enjoy doing larger scale things uh, just personally. Um, but that's, I think the opportunity, right? To, to really do something special, right? On a small scale. Um, it's, it's, it is something that I, I really enjoy. I get a lot of satisfaction out of it. Um, and that's what I hope is happening on the larger scale things that it is like, uh, again, there are these sort of, you know, these layers that you are you know, sort of placing on top of one another and you're, you're working towards a, a final finish that you, uh, you want to achieve. And then, you know, if you were to, if you were to take a, you know, a longer view, you step back, you get, you know, you have the same sort of relationship to the things that we were just talking about design and, and fit and value uh, at, a, at a large scale, at a macro versus a micro, right? There, that you have all these things. I do think, though, that there is always this, you know, there's this like concern about silhouette, especially with body art, you know, that the silhouette, something that you can see from a distance, um, it's, it is important. Now, that's not to say that you can't have something very intriguing with a, with a smaller silhouette. You know, it's, it can be, um, it can be very flattering. It can be quite decorative. It can be, uh, intimidating, right? <laughs> Whatever the goal, you know what I mean? Whatever the goal, the vision is of your, uh, you know, of your, the, the client you're getting a chance to work with. Um, so there is this up close appreciation, right? It's great that you can see the details up close and that you can really, you know, uh, just wonder at all of the, you know, the beautiful little marks and stuff that you make, but then you have to take a step back and see what does this look like uh, against their whole figure, right? Same thing with big stuff, right? Same thing with big stuff. There's a, there's a silhouette that's going to be associated with the, you know, the shapes that you're making. So how that relates to their body and then up close, can you, can you also sort of achieve some areas that are, you know, more focused, you know, focal points, right, with lots of details and, uh, you know, really interesting bits. And then some areas that, you know, possibly are, 
you know, have a little bit less going on. Um, I guess, uh, it, you know, an interesting thing that I, you know, I, I took away from an, in an art class that I took about uh, the early modern period of, uh, you know, European painting. So specifically like Dutch painting and uh, the Netherlandish paintings and stuff. These are very like, uh, for the, you know, like, uh, there's a many examples of where these paintings are referred to as overstuffed. <laughs> and so each, each individual item has been lavished with all of this detail, right? And so it's like, when you step back, it's like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm looking at, you know? It's, you get close and you really examine each individual thing, it becomes a, you know, a composition, a scene unto itself. Um, so is this to say that that was wrong to, to approach art making in this way versus like some very composed thing, a singular image with, you know, with all sorts of stuff in it? I don't think so. This is a lot of the ways that I think about like, say, tattoo collecting, you know, if you're just getting like more traditional designs, for example, and you're just collecting them all over the place. That's, that's a lot of, that's very, it's, I'm going to say it's popular now. It's been popular, right? <laughs> For a long, long time where people just get a little tattoo here, a little tattoo there, and they just start to build up, right? By the end, you don't really have a composition going on. You're overstuffed, right? You're, you're your own cabinet of curiosities and you have all these sort of interesting, you know, points. Um, is there something wrong with that? No, right? it does, it's going to produce a silhouette one way or the other. <laughs> it just, it does. It's, it's something that happens. I do like to consider that, you know, especially if it's a, um, you know, if it's a more composed piece, right. Mm. But it's, I, I, I really don't think there's a, a right or wrong answer here for it. It's, uh, it is expression. Um, it, it's, so get back to that whole idea of unconscious. It's like, it, it's, it's unconscious on the surface right? You're inscribing the surface of your unconscious on, you know, like, so it's very fascinating, I think, just uh, on many, many levels, um, you know, of course, artistically, aesthetically, psychoanalytically, it, these are the interesting bits about what it is we do. It's about the, you know, the people that we care about and, and work for. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know, <laughs> like, sort of, I, there's not an answer there. It's just a, my observations about, um, you know, that dialectically there's these approaches, right? And they're not, they both have merit. You can do either one terribly, you know, <laughs> I think you can do either one and make, you know, make, you know, just mud, but also you can make something very magical as well. So, so what are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced so far concerning art and tattoos? Um, and how have you overcome them? <laughs> no, good. That's a great question. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to think about that a bit more, but I, you know, for me, challenges for me personally, I'm like, uh, I'm self-conscious. I'm in my head. I don't, you know what I mean? It's hard to share my work sometimes. And when I say sometimes, I mean all the time, but like you, I've got to be more courageous and, and show the work that's, you know, imagine having all that artwork and, you know, and you just keep it all to yourself, right? Like <laughs> hope that when you die that you get recognized, you know, hopefully that too, right? But within your own lifetime, you want to, you know, try to 
uh, you know, you have you have to share, right? You got to you got to you know. There's a generosity there, I think. You know, so that's that's something I'm working on, and I I I guess I overcome it by you know by doing it right by you know that tattooing has helped me with that, right? Because you do a tattoo, it's walking out the door. <laughs> I guess you know like. You hope it gets the, you know, you hope it walks out the door, right? Like, <laughs> you hope you don't kill them on the bed. But, you know, they're going to walk out the door. They're going to have this thing for the rest of their life, right? Even if they cover it, they still have it, right? You still marked them. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, there's a bit of an alienation and a detachment that is like, sort of comes with this territory. And, um, I think those experiences have helped me become more uh, willing to, you know, to, to share my work uh, with others. So awesome. Yeah. Um, if you had like one piece of advice to give to any kind of a new or budding artist out there, or maybe someone that's, you know, just hitting their stride in the industry, maybe it's someone that wants to get into the industry. If you had any bits of advice or, you know, knowledge that was shared with you that really had an impact on your career. Um, what would it be? What what piece of advice would you really want to bestow upon this younger generation of artists that are just starting to come into uh, everything that we've we know and we've been involved with for you know all of these years? Turn back now. It's not too late. You can save yourself. <laughs> Run quick. Run, Run fast. Run fast as you can. Uh, no, the opposite of that. Right. The opposite of that. You, you know, it's uh, it is. It's going to take a lot of determination, I think. And then, you know, uh, I think always, uh, you know, comparing, you know, yourself to yourself. It's the hardest thing to do, um, but it's it's the it's the it's the more it's the more ethical thing for yourself to do, right? As we compare to others, right? You know, I used to work for a guy. He'd always say this, right? Oh, it's, that's better than some and worse than others, right? Which is, of course, another way of saying mediocre, right? <laughs> so, anyway, your progression, right, has to be about your progression. You know the rate you have to run your race you have to do the thing that you do um so like that's probably you know this the best you can do as far as self-improvement is concerned you know there's i don't really you know i i i think that there's a lot of benefits there's a lot of things that are are are, are good about self-help uh there are things that are uh you know so i again i don't want to completely demean it but I, but I think a lot of times what it does is it offers you this solution, this answer, right? It's, sell, it's selling you what you want to hear, right? So that's what, I, that's what I would steer you clear of if I could, right? You got to lean into this uncomfortability uh, and it's, it, it's going to hurt, right? It's like, just like a tattoo. It hurts. It takes a long time, right? But then... You get something, hopefully you get something beautiful out of that, right? There's something beautiful that comes after all of that sort of sustained self-injury, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, it's, it's so like the process of a 
tattoo healing, right? It's like you're, you've, you're trying to get this image out of it, but it's, you know, when it's, when it's, as soon as it's done, you know, it starts to get bandaged up. It's just covered in salves and stuff like that. And, and then the skin starts to fall off and it's, you know, it's like, there's all sorts of, you know, plasma that's being discharged. It's, you know, it's, it looks like hell, right? It just, it doesn't matter what you do. It just, it looks like hell. And you have to anoint it with, you know, ointments and stuff. You know what I mean? You have to take care of yourself at the end, right? You've got this, this really wonderful thing that's going to be with you, right? As long as you, as long as you retain that body part, you could be a mummy frozen in the, in the mountains yeah. and they find your corpse and you still got that, you know? It was only like a 150 bucks, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and I still got this thing. That's a, that's a, you know, good return on investment, I'd say. So, um, I don't know if that's advice. It's not advice. It's like, you know, just, uh, the advice is to watch out for advice. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, um, I've got one more question, um, and then I think we can take a few others as well. Um, if you had to really define what led you to become a tattoo artist, like what, what drove you in the direction of tattoos? If you had to say that there was one defining moment, what would it be? Well, um, this is a, this is like a, this is a wild story that I'll just, I'll just, I'll go into it. It's a wild story. So, so please forgive me. Right. And it's, a, and it's a, uh, so I used to, I used to be in a punk rock band and, you know, me and the singer, we were like getting a burger from somewhere. Okay. So just hear me out on this. This is, this is, it's, it's, this is kind of an effed, right? This whole story. So just, we got to, Hang with me till the end. So me and the singer uh, uh, were getting, you know, burgers or whatever. And uh, so this this uh, old white guy was like, you know, he was admiring my my friend the singer. He had a tattoo on his arm. It was like a spider web on his arm. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, that's a cool tattoo. Check this one out. And he rolled up his sleeve, right? And he had these like, it was it was. Forgive me again, but there's this very beautiful sleeve, right? Of like dragons and guys in KKK robes and stuff, right? So he was like, check this out. You know what I mean? It was like this, uh, uh, it was this, it was this KKK sleeve, right? He was a white supremacist and, and he was like trying to recruit us into, you know, he's like, we could always use new guys for the movement. It's like, we look at each other, we're like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? You know, it was so uh it was so insane right just so insane anyway later on that same day we were in the cd store that was back when you had to go to the store to buy cds and stuff um and a, a black man approached my friend and said let me see that he wanted to look at his tattoo and he like he like actually like actually like sort of grabbed his wrist and looked at it and he said that is the coolest shit i've ever seen i love that it was sort of this moment of like that not that i not not that i agree with like you know sort of this this sort of use of tattoos for you know sort of 
furthering racist ideologies and stuff, but rather that there's this sort of there's this sort of strange power in the image on the body that like connects that connects you know people and from so many different you know walks of life. Um, I know again terrible story, but it was it was like it was really that moment of like you know uh, of like sort of so many things were you know just they were so challenging like it was so confusing i had i was fascinated by it like to a level that you know is it's it's been bewitching right till this day so uh and the more that i learn about it again i think there's there's more that uh the more interested i become and so you know, again, I, I, I hope I hope you don't feel differently of me about me, you know, from my story, but it was just this, it was like this, it was hard to sort of like, even, uh, you know, uh, narrativize that it's, it was, it's traumatic, you know what I mean? It was just sort of this trauma of like, that tattoos were, you know, it was just sort of this, and that's the thing that I really found, right? It's like, you can't, you're not necessarily going to understand somebody's ideology based on the fact that they have tattoos. Now, maybe they express it through their tattoos, right? But you can't say that someone is, you know, like extreme you know, right-wing person or extreme left-wing person, right? Or even extreme centrist person, right? Based on just the, just on that generic sort of title of tattoos that it, that it's, uh, that it is a thing that is so, um, that connects us all in such a, such a fascinating way. I, I had to get some, right? I got a tattoo and the guy that gave me my first tattoo was so cool. I was like, man, this, this is so cool. And there was just like, there was like so many interesting people at the, at the tattoo studios, you know, I was like, I can do this. Right. Which is like insane. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like you, you, you have to, you have to have, you know, be somewhat delusional to even sort of think you can do this. And then, then you're in it, right? Then you're, then you're on this journey and it, it takes time and all the stuff we talked about earlier, it takes all this effort and, and all this dedication. But, uh, but again, you, to even, to even like embark on it, I think is this, uh, is, is a little crazy. And then, yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. So we've got uh, one more question from Jen. Um, she wants to know, what truths have you found that are simple but not easy about tattoo technique or the process or the tattoo industry in general? Hmm. This is, uh, this is not an easy question, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> Um, very good question. Though. It is a very good question, Jen. I really appreciate it. Uh, so, um, right. I, I do. So I, I guess what I, what I think is, is true is that you're, if you're doing it like in a way that's going to be productive, right. In a way that's not arrogant, this is, you know, so forgive it, right? Again, you know, because I'm going to take a bit of a leap here, but that you're always going to be your own worst critic, right? So as you as you do, as you do these works and stuff like that, that you, it's it's good to find uh, it's good to find something to be critical about and to you know to hopefully use that to to help you grow. But um, 
but I, I, I do think, you, you know, there's just some days that you're just like, you know, just didn't work out. You know what I mean? It's like, they're, it's just not, it's not everything you hoped it could be. It could be very disappointing, right? Same thing, like, you know, some days your brushes don't work. Right? <laughs> some days your brushes are just broken. It's not working. Um, so the truth has to be that you keep coming back. Mm. Right? That you don't, um, that, you, that you, you don't surrender, I suppose. Um, you don't give way on this desire to do the thing that you find is, uh, you know, um, uh, that you find to be so important. You can't do everything. That's another one, right? <laughs> that has to be a truth. And uh, that's, an, that's a simple one. It may not be easy, though, right? But uh, um, so, yeah, the, the, you know, the things that you end up uh, negating, excluding, that's what ends up sort of, that's what it, that's what it is that you do and who you are and stuff. It's like, uh, you know. Um, there's a joke that I like about, uh, you know, a guy goes into a cafe and he orders, uh, he orders a, a coffee without cream from the waiter, from the server, right? The server says, uh, I'm sorry, uh, we don't have cream. We have milk. So I can, I can give you a coffee without milk. <laughs> but that's the, that's the joke, right? The joke is that like, you know, it's, it's the thing. Even though, like materially, like coffee without cream and coffee without milk are the same thing, what something isn't, right? It counts towards what it actually is, right? So, so don't tell me <laughs> that you're giving me coffee without cream when you're actually giving me coffee without milk. It's that those are the, <laughs> those are the things that I think are, uh, you know, that. I, I think that I think that like uh, that can be uh, a, a truth that can be helpful. As far as technique goes, um, can't overwork the skin. Got to stretch it. You know, that's a you got to got to stretch the skin. Can't overwork it. Got to consider the tonal value when you're when you're you know dealing with anybody's particular the tonality of their skin is a is a within the register of the overall tonal value scheme. And it's very difficult to, to lighten up, right, from there. It's very difficult to actually make things lighter. It's, it's a, pretty much about dialing in the how, how dark you make things through color and through, you know, uh, black ink, let's say. But, um, but that, I think, in its way is your opportunity, right? That limitation is the opportunity that you have to to make something that's um, that's remarkable. So, uh, and I don't, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, if any of that was uh, made any sense at all, or if it was, um, you know, if it was I mean, just I, so basic. I think it sense. You know, that's yeah. I'm, I'm basic. So I'm just like uh, <laughs> as difficult as that last question is, you know, it seems to be pretty broad because there's you know, especially for people that have a lot of experience in this industry, it seems that, you know, everyone's got different truths that appear to them at different times, you know, and a lot of these truths are not necessarily easy to digest, but they tend to 
you know, really kind of flourish and they tend to be proven true as truths. Um, you know, a little story from me is that, you know, uh, uh, one of the hard truths that I personally learned was that, you know, the hard way is the easy way, you know? So like taking the hard way, sitting down, pencil and paper, sketching something out and keep doing it over and over and over and over again until you understand, you know, the form and the value and how certain shapes work with certain things. Um, you know, for me, that was a really hard truth because I just thought, oh, I can sit down and draw a bird, right? And every bird I drew did not look like a bird, right? It, it looked like a three-year-old drew them. So for me, one of those hard truths was, you know, if I sit down and I, I do it the hard way, not only am I going to understand everything to a, a deeper level, but I'm actually going to get better at drawing a lot of other things as well, you know? So, you know, sitting down, drawing a bird, I, you know, as a hypothetical example, well, okay, if I can draw a bird, I can draw a wing. You know, if I understand that concept and that kind of, um, you know, that form, part of a bird is a wing. So now not only can I draw a bird, but I can draw wings and I can draw them in all shapes and sizes and angles and directions, different perspectives, different ways of looking at them, you know, but I would have never known that if I hadn't sat down and learned the hard way how to draw a bird, you know, so that's, it's just something that, you know, has come across to me in, in the years and the many people that I've talked to, um, but a lot of what you said really resonates, you know? Uh, no, thank you very much. Uh, what you just described is, is, uh, is, is what's called gestalt theory, right? Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, and then, and then again, uh, you know, to, to maybe even sort of, you know, recapitulate something that I said earlier, right? Is that this, you know, the, the thing becomes, it's other to the sum of the parts, right? It's, you know, a lot of times we say, you know, is it greater, right, or whatever, but it's just, it's different, right? The, the bird, you know, it's, it, it needs a wing, right? Um, but it, it's not, it's not a wing, right? It's a bird. And so, so on and so forth, right? All of the things, um, till nature, right? <laughs> Including us, right? We're in there as well. But, um, but it is, you know, I, I believe this is a truth too. It's, this is our, you know, sort of basic organistic function right to be on the lookout for others you know uh, we're we're looking out for for others and so uh that's why i think in a lot of a lot of ways we privilege you know like if, if you can see if you have vision it's it's a you, you privilege it often right it's often the case that that vision is like almost you know, almost one of the, the most important sorts of things. But even I would say that it's like vision is a, it's like a form of touching, right? It's like we look at something. So, you know, like when we're very young, we just want to grab it and, you know, probably like put it in our mouth or something, you know, <laughs> you grab something, you know, and you're like, ah, what is this, right? You want to consume it, right? So vision is this sort of mediated way of like touching. So as you get more of this information, right? Like you can understand 
you could or you can bring an understanding to this creature the bird right that it's the the, the feathers are soft and fluffy or the the beak is is going to have a certain sharpness a certain sort of a firm quality to it um so on and so forth right the shininess of the eyes the the overall sort of silhouette of that being is an association that you start to start to have likely through language some sort or another um and so yeah i think that like it is hard right it's like just that that it is like you know the the way is difficult <laughs> like that's what if i would if i could add on to what you were saying i think just that it's it's going to be difficult no matter what way you go um and uh that when you know like when you feel bliss and that might be that might be ignorance i just want to say you know what i mean it's like just turn that phrase around you know what i mean we all know the one and it's like so you feel bliss guess what <laughs> i don't know i this is like but you should enjoy it right that's you know you should enjoy it because bliss is uh bliss there's a lot of a lot of enjoyment you can have in bliss so and it's a part of it you're gonna have it and but just, just don't stay too long you know just like, don't stay too long so that's why awesome awesome do you have any um fun projects or any any fun events coming up that uh you're really looking forward to i do i am gonna be uh next uh two weeks uh, maybe less than two weeks i'm gonna be in fort wayne indiana at the fort wayne uh uh, tattoo convention so i'm i'm super honored and uh, excited to do it uh i'm gonna be tattooing there uh and uh for you see the 11th through the 13th of august and so um there's a lot of fantastic artists there so i'm you know i'm looking forward to um you know to meeting up with people and also to meet new people um uh, I, I have a couple of appointments for the convention, which I'm like super grateful for, but there's, I still have, uh, still have slots available. So if you're going to be in Fort Wayne, <laughs> make, make sure to stop by. Love to see you. Um, and then of course, uh, Paradise Tattoo Gathering. Can't wait. Going to do, uh, going to do a, a, you know, a special sort of edition of Drawing for Tattooers. So that's going to be fun. I'm going to be also uh, working with you on on your uh, on your bodysuit project, Jason, I'm really I'm really excited to you know to do that. I think I think the more the merrier. Right. So if you're watching this, uh, you know Jen, and if you <laughs> if you want to like join in with Jason's like bodysuit project, uh, I think it's going to be uh, I think something really cool is going to come out of it. Just being honest, you know what I mean. So uh, right. Oh, it's September. Almost forgot September. Um, going to be at the high lifestyle show right so it's a it's a it's a cannabis uh like it's a, it's a cannabis celebration show it's also a tattoo arts festival right it's, uh sponsored by tattoo now so uh gabe ripley is a promoter and so i'm going to be there i believe fawn baker is also going to be there uh don't quote me on that i think so but um it's gonna it's gonna be uh a good time we're gonna do uh we're going to do a drawing event there too. We're going to call it drawing for stoners. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be fun. Um, 
Yeah, and then like I've got lots of uh, you know lots of really great clients who uh, you know who they keep me coming to work every day. Uh, they keep me busy, so I'm like super grateful uh, for them. Um, and of course, our Monday night group. I love it. I love coming to the Monday night group. It's uh, you know it helps me keep on top of designing you know new tattoo ideas. Right. Cause I, you know, again, I like to draw, I like to just, I like to just draw like studies and stuff. I, I find it to be very useful. Um, something that it's important to me to do. And I draw my tattoos, right. That I'm going to do for the day. Um, I, it's, it's, it's challenging sometimes to keep, keep on producing, you know, new concepts for tattoos that you want to do. Um, and that's what I think for me, that's what the, the Monday night, uh, drawing group has been really, really, uh, really great for so um so that's a that's a plug for that you know you should you should definitely check it out if you if you're interested uh, i think it could be uh it's a great group great community to be a part of so absolutely i mean i i found great benefit in that alone um you know when i started doing that many many moons ago um you know unfortunately my schedule has taken me in a little bit of a different direction so my Monday nights are a little bit more busy than they used to be. Uh, but, you know, I still like to hop on every chance I get. Um, it's an absolutely great time. And I learned a tremendous amount just from tuning in on Monday nights. So that's, it's definitely something I recommend to every single person out there. Um, even if you don't find value in anything else with any of the other subscriptions, um, you know, any, any of the other added content that you would get from subscribing to Reinventing the Tattoo, the Monday Night Drawing Groups alone are worth it. Um, absolutely love it. You know, thank you very much, James, for, for sharing all of your information. Uh, last question that I have for you, any uh, fun projects coming up? Any fun tattoos that you're going to be working on? Anything you, uh, you want to be sharing with us? Or Well, uh, yeah, you can... You always check out my Instagram at tattooing wisdom. Um, so I'm, I'm always trying to post new stuff there. So that's a great place to check out, you know, the things that I'm up to. Um, and then my website, tattooingwisdom.com. Um, where of course, if you, you know, you want to get a tattoo, you can communicate with me through there. Uh, my, my website for my painting portfolio is paintingwisdom.com. Uh, you can see some of my paintings. If you, if you're interested, you, know, uh, you can make an offer or, or you can always commission me for a painting as well. So um, anyway, yeah, those are the, those are my plugs. That's the thing, you know, that I'm, I'm working on and uh, yeah, excited to, uh, excited to, to, you know, to, to get back to it. So thank you, Jason, so much for this opportunity. Um, yeah. And I, again, I really always, I really always appreciate when you pop on to um, my show on Mondays at 9 a.m. on Reinventing the Tattoo. And uh, so I hope to see you there again really soon. And Jen, it was also, I'm so glad that you got to, that you came, you know, today too. And I appreciate your, you know, your question and, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to see you. Likewise, I gotta hop on more of these. These are great to just, you know, dedicate some drawing time and um, not feel alone in the studio. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for coming. And, and Jace, thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it.
Hey, it's been my pleasure. I, I always love hanging out with you and talking art and tattoos and everything else you can imagine. Um, you know, I, I'm always learning new stuff every time I chat with you. So it's, uh, it's always a great pleasure and a great honor for me as well. So I thank you for that. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, so if anyone's wondering, I'm, I'm almost done working on the, the finalized version of that back piece I was working on last week. Um, don't know if I'll be working on that as like an actual piece up at Paradise Gathering, but you never know. Um, I am getting together a whole bunch of collaborative art stuff uh, for people to go through and work on, you know, whatever art they may want to produce while they're up there. Uh, in the evenings after all the seminars have finished, we always try to get some collaborative artwork going on. Uh, this year, hopefully, if all goes well, um, we're going to have a couple of absolutely crazy art nights. Um, you know, we'll see, you know, how things go, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping with everything that I'm getting together and all the stuff I'm going to be bringing with me, I'm literally bringing just about every piece of art supply that I have, and that's a lot. Um, don't know if it's all going to get used you know, but, you know, I have it and, you know, I'm not afraid to share. So, you know, if anyone wants to create art while they're up at the Paradise Gathering, you're more than welcome to. I'll have canvases for people to paint on and uh, colored pencils, uh, watercolors and liquid acrylics. That's probably what I'll be using. Um, oils, uh, full body acrylics, all kinds of stuff, uh, chalk and charcoal. Um, I'm actually picking up uh, a big roll of toned tan drawing paper uh, so people can work on that all they want. Uh, I've always found working on toned paper to be really, really helpful, especially because it helps you establish your mid-tone, right? And then you can always work darker from there, and then you can always work lighter on top of that uh, to go through and create that full value range. So I figure that'll be something different that you know other people haven't necessarily done in the past. Um, I'm going to have plenty of watercolor paper available for people that like to work with aqueous media. So it should be a great time, um, you know, for anyone that's involved. I'm going to try to get some gouache up there as well, uh, just because it's more portable. Uh, oil paints are something I would love to bring. Transporting wet oil paintings is an absolute nightmare. I've done that before and inevitably something always gets smeared or smudged or moved around and it, it just doesn't usually end up working out the way people think unless you've got like a good four or five days for it to dry to the touch, uh, depending on what additives and mediums you're using. I could probably pick up some cobalt dryer though, uh, but that stuff's super toxic. So. That's mm -hmm. They make wet panel carriers too. They do. Slide a wet painting in there and it'll like a pizza box, you know? Right, right. And I was actually thinking about designing some of my own for like smaller paintings. Um, they've got these aluminum clipboards at Staples that have like an interior portion where you can, you know, store different forms. They're like aluminum form carriers. Um, I was talking to a buddy of mine about it and he's like, oh, we, we could easily JB weld in a couple of pieces there where you could use that and, you know, use that to hold everything down. And he's like, I just need to know 
how big everything is. So I may get on that and see if I can, you know, get something, you know, for small, small little paintings, eight and a half by 11, eight and a half by 14, something along those lines. Um, you know, I'd love to bring some of the bigger canvases I have and work on those while I'm up there. Cause I've got one that's in progress. That's six foot by three foot. Um, it's absolutely enormous. Uh, and I've been chipping away on it for like a year and a half now, but you know, it, it, it takes a while obviously to get, to get into that and then have to step away from it and then get back into it and then step away from it. So it's, it's going to be a labor of love for like the next 10 years. I can guarantee you uh, just based on how much time I actually have to work on it. But that being done in oils is really difficult to transport because they don't really make six feet long pizza boxes for transporting stuff like that. So um, I do have some other mid-sized canvases that I'll probably bring up with me. Uh, some three foot guys, you know, I'm, I'm trying to bring as much of everything as I can. Something, something interesting I learned and it's, you know, it's just sort of like a, uh, I just thought it was an interesting factoid is that like, uh, you know, when, when museums are, you know, they're, they're purchasing art, you know, they, they have a lot of, uh, they have a lot of criteria that they, you know, they generally sort of follow. They have like a, there's a formula that they use to sort of, to determine like the value, right? Cause you hear all these astronomical values for, for paintings and stuff. Like how did they come up with that number? Right? Well, there is math behind it. It's a very interesting algorithm that they use. But anyway, the thing that I think is interesting, you know, is to your story is, you know, like there's a certain size, right? That like once paintings get bigger, right? Then a certain size, they actually start to go down in value. It's funny. You're just like, oh, the bigger the painting, the you know, the more valuable it is. But it's like, no. <laughs> there's a there's right. certainly like a you know, they get to a certain size, and it's like, there's the you know, it's it, again, it's sort of this almost like what could what could be lived with, you know. And so, uh, and also, you know, there's also this relationship to the size of our bodies. You know what I mean? Like the the like the spaces we live in, and then you know, like the, the sizes we are. Uh, Anyway, you know, it's, it's just interesting, right? Like I would almost sort of think like, oh, look at that huge mural. Like that must have been, you know, like, you know, no, not necessarily. <laughs> it might very well have been quite a discount because of like, you know, the scale of it. It's just so, uh, you know, it's not transferable. You know what I mean? Right. That's, what's, that's what's really interesting about the technology of oil on canvas is it's just, it's, you know, it's transportability, right? You can take it on one wall and then put it on any other one. You know what I mean? Right. For, for instance. And so it's, uh, you're right. You're, you're kind of running, you're running up right against it. Like, why isn't there these huge things? It's like, because it's like, it's a part of it. Like the, you know, the, <laughs> the value. Yeah, how do you start something that big? Yeah. You know? So it's a labor like, of love. It is. I mean, look at Peter Paul Rubens, right? He used to regularly work on like eight foot tall canvases, right? And they're gorgeous paintings. Absolutely gorgeous. But they're eight feet tall. Those might be slightly different. You know, the, so it's the like example we gave, you know what I mean? But also, you know, a lot of times those were those were for like altars and stuff for altar pieces, you know, to fit that space, you know, the grand sort of, you know, church you know, biblical narrative or whatever the case may be, you know, it's, uh, yes, those big ones, the uh, tableau, 
as it's, you know what I mean? Like oftentimes called, but, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just funny. You know what I mean? It's like it, art is funny. And, uh, you know, if you, uh, it's profound. And then I think, you know, too, like there's all this, you know, we get wrapped up in, you know, why something costs so much and, you know, it's, there's just so much more to it than that. Um, it, that's almost like the, uh, it's just distraction. You know what I mean? In so many ways, you got to pay your bills. Right. And that should be, you know, that's, 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 that's like about, uh, it's, it's close, right? It's starting to get close to, you know, what you really need, right? That you can make a living from it, you know? Um, but if they, if people were to really pay artists what they were worth, right? then like, nobody could afford art, right? <laughs> the, what, what you make again is, is, is more important than, um, more important than money. What? Yes. Yeah. Well, true. it's true. It's very, very true. That's a true one. I think, you know, <laughs> money is not the most important thing it just is very it, it helps make life more comfortable but you know it it really isn't um easy you know, enough I, to say right there's, it, and there's plenty it, of people it is. who plenty of people you know it's like again it's, we're very privileged to be able to be artists in the first place and so um yeah want to appreciate that and want to like you know uh get the most out of it that we can so in turn that's again this generosity a thing that gives back more than the you wow. know than what was put into it so awesome yeah hmm. awesome well thank you very much for joining us today james it's always been a pleasure um this has been a an absolutely awesome addition to the skill building sunday um uh, catalog so thank you very much for for jumping in today um, don't forget to catch James Wisdom tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time for drawing four tattooers. Um, it's always a great show. Always recommend jumping into that if at all possible. I'm definitely going to try to jump in tomorrow morning. I do have a dentist appointment at some point in time tomorrow. I have to check on the time for that. But um, as long as I can make it, I will be there at least for a little bit. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. Jen, thank you for uh, jumping in today and joining us as well. It's always a pleasure. Uh, we've got a number of people, Creatures Caves, uh, been watching on YouTube. Um, thank you very much for watching us on YouTube. And for anyone else that's still watching, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button down at the bottom of the page. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our new episodes coming out. Uh, make sure to turn notifications on so that that way you know whenever we're going to be beaming out live again. Uh, it's been an absolutely pleasure, and thank you everyone for watching today. Um, and until next weekend, you know, keep those hands moving, keep the art flowing, and um, yeah, thank you all for joining me. Thanks, Jason. Cheers. <laughs>